How many times have you wished your kid came with a manual? When we are unsure as parents, there are so many conflicting opinions that it's overwhelming to know which way is best. Even when we're intentional, situations change, which require us to be flexible and remodel our styles to meet the needs of our families. I created this podcast to share principles and strategies that I have used in counseling and education to help parents prioritize authenticity, connection, and purpose with their kids. Welcome to Remodel Parenting. In the previous episode, we talked about getting ready to go back to school and handling some of the stresses that come along with starting a school year in a different way. We talked about self-care and the importance of taking care of our um, our mental health and what's going on with us, but also our emotional regulation, how to gauge that in ourselves and teach it to our kids and uh, foster a sense of curiosity instead of judgment when we're talking about and working through difficult things. These strategies are great as proactive measures to help set a calmer tone in the midst of our external environment being very difficult. However, they're not guaranteed to eliminate all of the stress and anxiety that come with living in a situation like what we have now. The levels of stress and heightened levels of stress in homes across the country is a real issue. And people are feeling the pressure, not just from the differences in how schools and communities are handling the changes and and going back to school due to virus issues and wanting to protect their communities and the families in their districts. But some parents are choosing to keep their kids home and educate them at home or educate them with the public schools or private schools at home. There are so many adjustments and changes that are happening that some stress and even maybe some anxiety is pretty inevitable. So I want to take a little bit of time to talk about how to handle anxiety and stress in some practical ways to deal with those things as they come. The first thing that we need to do is define stress and anxiety because they are different. Typically, when we refer to stress, we're talking about external factors that create a stress response in us. So the stress response is going to feel similar to anxiety sometimes, but it's really due to an external factor that is present and existent. When we talk about anxiety, we are usually discussing um, persistent or difficult feelings internally. A lot of times it can look like worry or fretting or, um, or struggling with keeping things together. There's a lot of uh, different ways that anxiety can come out as well. A lot of times it can look like difficulty focusing and completing tasks. It can look a little bit like hyperactivity and hypervigilance. It can look like um, like typical stress responses. And when there are a lot of external things happening that are producing stress, it can be difficult to differentiate whether you're dealing with stress or anxiety or if it's a combination of the two. What's very difficult as parents is when we see our kids dealing with stress and anxiety and watching that happen and, and not knowing how to handle it or how to to protect them from it, or to help them walk through it. Now, as parents, our first mode that we want to go into is protection mode. We want to protect our kids from the stress and anxiety of any situation and make sure they feel safe and at peace and okay. And I'm not saying that you need to get rid of that 
natural instinct. But especially as our kids get older, we cannot protect them from the stress and anxiety and cares of the world. And sometimes even with our littles, we can't do that either. So I want to talk about some very clear strategies for handling situations if you notice that your kid is struggling with stress or anxiety during this time. The first thing that I want to encourage you to do is to practice presence. And when we say presence, we mean being very present in the moment with your child when they are struggling or when they seem like they may be struggling, or even if you're just asking if they're struggling and they say, no, I'm okay, taking the time to ask with full presence, that means that you're not busy doing something else. You're not on your phone. You're not even necessarily cooking dinner or doing other types of things, but taking a moment to look eye to eye with your child, preferably on the same level if you can, in a relaxed state and give the attention to the experience We know that connection and good attachment connection between parents and uh, children, also between friends, between spouses, between anyone, is healing in and of itself. We need empathic connection to other people. That's someone being with us in the moment in what we're struggling with, even if they can't fix it. Really, preferably not trying to fix it a lot of times. In stress, we have a neurological prompt to seek connection with other people. So if your child is stressed, even if they can't say that to you, making sure that you're providing presence and good connection to them in those moments is vital. Second, give your kids the space to explain their experiences. Help them understand what they're experiencing. Normalize that this is a stressful time. Whether they are going to school and it is stressful, if they are home and trying to figure out school and it is stressful, if they are homeschooling for the first time and it is stressful, whatever the situation is, letting them be stressed without telling them to not to worry about it or just get over it or it's no big deal, this is just going to be a weird year, that kind of thing. Instead of sweeping it away, try to change that into normalizing and saying, this is just a really difficult year. And we all have to depend on each other more. But I want to be here for you. Be honest. But give them the space to talk about their experience too. Tell me what it feels like to be at school this year. Tell me what it feels like to sit in front of your computer instead of being with your classmates. Whatever it is that's their experience, let them talk it out and put language to it. There are basic activities that you can help do, especially if your child is experiencing anxiety symptoms. We know that... Part of the, the best resources that we have in terms of helping decrease the feelings of anxiety is working both with our brain and our body. Anxiety and stress tend to happen in both, and they play off of each other. So if you have anxious thoughts, then your body begins to tense up, and maybe you feel it in your chest or in your back and neck, and then you realize that you're tightening up, and you say, oh my gosh, this is happening again, or I'm so stressed out, and your brain starts to latch on to that and what's happening, and it becomes a cycle, brain response, body response, brain response, body response. You can intervene at either level too. And some kids are going to respond to mind interventions and talking, and others are going to respond to body interventions. And I'll tell you, most kids are better able to respond to body interventions first. So one thing that we know is when you allow your body or take your body into a space where it is 
uh, muscle focus and or um, focused on moving your body in ways that's what we call midline crossing, where you're making the different sides of your brain, the two sides of your brain talk to itself and and reconnect in different ways. It has a recalibrating uh, nature to it that helps quell and calm some anxieties. When you are touching the right side of your you know, the, the, your right hand to the left side of your body or your left hand to the right side of your body. Our brains are very smart. We know midline crossing c- calms us down even when we don't know we know it. Because when you see people who are particularly anxious, you'll often see them crossing their arms, crossing their legs. You might see them bent over in the middle where maybe they are putting pressure on their chest. They don't even realize they're doing this necessarily. But it's all physical things that we now know calm and tend to make the body start to calm down. So you can build activities for your kids, too, that you engage in, both as games sometimes, but also as helpful tactics and put them back in control. So you might do tapping games. We love a butterfly tapping game. Uh, My daughter did when she was very young. So you put an open hand your open right hand on your left shoulder and your open left hand on your right shoulder. So palms down and you just slowly tap one shoulder to the next. And we call that the butterfly tap. When you do that, you're activating a different system in your brain and it shifts the child's mindset to their body and starts the process of being able to undo that cycle. Breathing together is very effective. Teaching deep breathing to your child And teaching them how to breathe well, especially when they're feeling overwhelmed, is a skill that is a gift to our kids, especially if they struggle with this. Quite frankly, it's also a gift to ourselves if we practice it too. Um, But with kids who are particularly uh, anxious and maybe start to um, really dysregulate, um, a lot of times what I'll encourage parents to do is to is to take them and sit with them. So bring the child to you and put their back against your chest and tell them to match your breathing. And when they do that, it will re-regulate their system and they will be calm quicker. When my daughter was very young and would move into those places, we would practice that. And I would tell you that probably within three or four months of practicing it, the minute that her back would touch my chest, she would regulate We wouldn't even really have to go through the breathing. It becomes a conditioned response that the child calms when they they have that connection. Teaching kids about their physical symptoms and cues and about anxiety and stress um, is helpful, especially if they're old enough to understand those things and giving them language for it and putting them, we'd say putting them in the driver's seat. That if this is going on, here's how you talk about this. Here's how you share this with your teacher. Here's how you ask for what you need. Um, And helping practice that with them, um, especially if you can role play those situations with them. I'm your teacher and you're having a really hard time and you're starting to have this issue in class. What might you do or say to me? And then we can help guide them and direct them. You also can teach things like progressive muscle relaxation, which is a system, systematic process of relaxing your muscles one at a time if they're older and they can do that. Now, breathing exercises, grounding exercises, and progressive muscle relaxation are all things that you can Google and get steps to learn how to do. They're very basic practices that it does not take extensive training to understand. You can read and follow the steps. 
So with these, I hope that these tactics will help with maybe intervening if your kids are under a lot of stress with school this year. But remember that you can't take every struggle away from your child and they don't need that. They don't need you to make sure that they never endure difficult things. And while we do protect them from undue stress and things that we can take care of, there are situations where we can't. But what we can do is offer them skills and connection in the midst of that so that they can learn how to handle those on their own. And you set them up for success as adults and being able to use these skills in the future. Thank you for listening to Remodel Parenting. If this has been helpful for you, share it with a friend and subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss our weekly episodes. You can visit theremodelproject.com to sign up for our email list and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.